What's up? You're listening to I Swear I'm Funny. And like I said on the last gaming episode, I brought gaming back because it's it's getting a decent bit of listens. So I'm going to do games that I really like, and I'm going to do two sections, a to the point and a dig deep, because I wanted to get, if you only, like, you don't want any spoilers or nothing, you just want the gist of it, and whether it's for you or not, the to the point will help. And then if you want to go a little more in depth, the dig deep will dive into some of the things that are in the in the game some of the systems maybe a little bit of the story some of the background you know uh character motivations stuff like that so of course i'm recording this on my ipad again um i'm gonna try to do this for games that i'm interested in but it's really just to let you know if you're into this or not if you don't want spoilers, you have to the point. You want a little bit of spoiler or shit, maybe the dig deep. On this one, the dig deep, if you consider things that were in trailers and commercials and gameplay that have been released by FromSoft, if you consider that spoilers, then the dig deep will be spoilerish for you, but the to the point will not be it'll be all the things that you find within the first like 30 minutes of the game so let's dig in and i'm gonna try to make like sound to the point sound and i'm gonna insert a sound now To the point. From software game, makers of Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, they made some other shit too, but let's focus on the latest and greatest by them. You play as a shinobi named Wolf, set in 1500s feudal Japan. Main weapon is a katana. You do not change this out, it is with you the entire game. You have a prosthetic arm that does have attachments that you can find and unlock within the world. It's mainly focused on stealth action, but is semi-open world, the same layout that you get from the other Soulsborne games. There's interweaving paths, and they circle back around to themselves. You know, great level design that you're used to, purely single player. There's skill trees that unlock. You do not do the normal level up where you level up, get strength. There's no multiplayer, no co-op, no PvP. You are on your own. You cannot go into this game and expect to summon people to help you with a boss. It's not happening here. As of this recording on March 21st, the day before the game actually releases on March 22nd, it has a 92 average on Open Critic. People love this game. Some say it's the hardest Soulsborne game yet, but they say that every game that comes out they said it about neo and i absolutely love neo it runs 30 fps on the og ps4 and xbox one unlocked 60 fps on ps4 pro and one x which means that it will be around 60 for the entire game sometimes hitting 50 maybe 55 but 60 within the mainstay 
So if you listen to that and you're thinking about it, Shinobi, Samurai Swords, From Software, and then really that's it. If that's if that's up your alley, fucking get it. It's excellent. Alright, this is the dig deep. There are going to be some spoilers. So if you're wary of that, turn back now, my child. Alright, this takes place in 1500s Sengoku period, also known as the Warring States period. It was a century-long period of political upheaval and warlordism in Japan. Warlordism. That's a weird word. It was ended by three unifier, uh, unifiers, which was Oda Nobunaga, conquered many other warlords, signaling the end, followed by two of his generals, ending the era in 1601. If you don't know anything about feudal Japan, Oda Nobunaga, or his generals, there are some badass videos on YouTube about it. Japan history, like samurais, shinobis, everything is in this. Um, like I said in the to the point section, Neo goes into Oda Nubanaga a little bit, um, and it's a fucking great game. If you love samurai shit and history and mythology, because there's yokai and stuff in Neo, which yokai is just like a mythological ghost creature, spirit thing in Japanese mythology. So back to Sekiro, you play as Wolf, a shinobi, which is a covert agent or mercenary, and the game takes place in Ashina, which is based on Japan, but Sekiro does dive into the supernatural and mythological. Now, you have a katana and a prosthetic arm that has multiple attachments. You do not unlock sets of armor or other main weapons, so this is a departure in what you're normally used to from, from software games. It's like, you can't get an axe or the Moonlight Greatsword, that stuff's not in here, or... I don't know, nobody has found the Moonlight Greatsword as of this recording, which is in every From Software game, or at least mentioned. So, is it in there now? No, will it come in future DLC? Fuck, your guess is as good as mine. So, prosthetic arm attachments are... You get an umbrella to block projectiles. A uh, grapple hook is the main thing. It's to get around. It works similar to the Batman Arkham series grappling hook. You can't grapple onto every single thing, but you can grapple onto a lot of things. Roofs, trees, shit like that. And it's a great way to get around and be stealthy. And it's a great escape. Like, I'm getting my ass handed to me. Let me escape and regroup my thoughts. So, you also have a flamethrower, which is fire damage, of course. An axe, which breaks enemy shields. Shurikens can stun, outright kill some weaker enemies, such as dogs. And then there's more spear. And then there's uh, firecrackers that startle shit or confuse. And when you kill enemies, you don't really get, like, an increase in your dexterity or your health or your damage 
it's not like that again. It's a departure from their latest games. You gain, you do gain experience and money from kills. And some bosses and mini bosses unlock skills directly. And this goes back to the skill trees. And there are like three skill trees and they're focused on like making your prosthetic arm attachment stronger, make giving you more moves. But it doesn't outright, you can't outright just keep buffing yourself up and then going in and wiping a boss out of brute strength. You can't do that anymore. So when you die, and this is where the Sekiro Shadow Stat twice comes from, when you die, you can resurrect. But there is a cost that's tied into the story with resurrecting. And it might be too spoilery. Spoilery, spoilery, spoilery. I guess spoilery to get into. And honestly, I don't know the full thing about resurrecting either. I just know it affects the world around you, and it could have consequences on everything, NPCs and shit. So, uh, moving on. There is a gourd that acts like an Estus flask or blood vial that can also be upgraded, which like you're used to. You get the gourd seeds and they're going to allow you to now you can use the gourd twice you know uh so for this game there are multiple endings and i bet some of that is tied to the resurrection like if you didn't resurrect you probably get like a happier one i assume resurrecting is going to be looked down upon so you probably get like the Oh, well, I mean, you, you beat everybody, but everybody's dead anyways. All the good people you're fighting for are dead. Who knows, you know? Or it probably does something with the drains the kid's soul or whatever. And by kid, I mean because you're the shinobi of a lord and you got to go rescue him, which is the main point of the story. Which, if you didn't know now, I mean, I told you it was kind of spoilery, but literally it's in everything leading up to this. You know he's fighting for this kid that's a lord um there's hidden areas which can be expected uh there's a lot of enemy variety which again like this is what they're known for there's giant black chicken things that scream out when you're near them alerting everybody where the fuck you are samurais dogs uh giant snake boss like uh, millipede boss shit I mean otherworldly creatures they dive a little bit into yokai-ish things which like I said earlier like uh, Japanese mythological spirits um, it's not a true open world but like other from software games there are branching paths if you get stuck in one area you can go try something else and then come back there's at the beginning of the game there's an ogre that you've probably seen from trailers who, if you eavesdrop while you're sneaking, which you could do, you press down on the D-pad, they'll, they'll be talking about things that you can use to your advantage. It's like, so the, so you eavesdrop before you fight this ogre guy, and says he's weak to fire. You could take him on without fire, or you can go the opposite direction and see if you can find a fire item to break him down even faster. So stealth, stealth seems to be what this game really leans on. You can get stealth kills. You can even take a good bit of health from bosses and mini bosses if you can stealth the first attack. 
So it's going to have, the bosses are usually going to have health, and then they're going to have two red orbs above their health bar, which means you have to do a death blow that many times. So if you sneak attack, sometimes you can take that first death blow right out of there. Boom, now they're down to half of life, which is a lot easier than breaking their posture down and then going for the kill, especially if you don't have a lot of the skills or if you haven't fought the boss enough to learn their moveset. Now, there is no stamina. Instead, there is a posture mechanic. You need to get the enemy's posture to build up by deflecting and countering attacks. Straight blocking can build it as well, but it will build your posture, posture up quickly. So, blocking is useful, yes, but it is not close to as useful as deflecting. And you'd be surprised, like what moves you can actually deflect. There's a lot of crazy ass moves that you don't think you can, but you can. So always try deflecting. Um, when you've maxed your posture, you are left open to attack. Same goes for your enemies. This is when you deal that death blow. It'll become like a red circle will show and you can just blah right in there. Underneath the armpit, through the neck. And so there are around a dozen big bosses, but there are a lot of mini-bosses. You seem to encounter mini-bosses, like, shit, I don't know, every, like, 15, 20 minutes, it's like, some dude's pissed off at you, and he's got a shit ton of armor on, or he's crazy. So, the, the length of the game seems to be around 50 hours, judging by the reviews that are out so far. So it's around 50 hours, which I think is great, and I mean, if you suck at these games, it's going to be over 50 hours, so. And then, like I said earlier, some say it's the hardest from software game. They said Neo was the hardest game, that's not even by From Software. That was my favorite. Um, It really depends, it's like... The bosses will kick your ass into submission constantly. And you can't just beef yourself up. So if that's something you're up to, I mean, you just gotta be wary. Uh, so it does have English or Japanese dialogue options. I think it's set to Japanese with English subtitles, which I'm gonna do just because Japanese samurai movies are like, so awesome it's like i i want to feel like i'm playing a samurai movie so i'm gonna leave it like that and so for the final piece would i suggest it hell yeah i love samurai stuff and i thought neo was great and if you're into those as well you'll probably enjoy it so let me see what song i want to end off with there's some good ones out right now. Actually, I might go do 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 do. Catfish and the Bottlemen. Thanks for listening.